0: You've arrived. You've arrived to the Nipple Whiskers podcast with your host Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Come along as he explores the shadows of yesterday's failures in order to gain the knowledge required for a better tomorrow. The journey starts now.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Microphone check. Micro microphone check. What's up, everybody? Today we got. Our special guest today has been waiting, waiting. I've been waiting for this guy to get on the mic, but he's been sitting out there playing video games because that is pretty much all his life has consisted of of the last couple weeks. And that is my son, Slob Rob. Hello. Welcome to the session. Welcome to the session. Uh, I believe he's 12. Don't quote me because, you know, it's not my responsibility to remember that. That's his. Um, uh, he is going into the seventh grade Coming up here in the next couple of weeks, he starts in like a week and a half. So, you excited?
2: Who's excited for school?
1: But isn't that middle school?
2: Is there a difference?
1: Yeah, you have different periods, different teachers, different people, new friends.
2: I, I don't really care that much, but...
1: But you can learn cool stuff, like calculus and like... Geometry, doesn't that sound yeah, exciting? No, that does not. <laughs> oh, Alright, so if not that, um, well, you get to see new people, a more wider variety of people. So I guess really there's not a difference when you go to 7th grade. Yeah. Only that boys just change and girls change. Y'all, you're going to go through puberty soon. And you're going to lose your voice, or have you done that already? I don't think so.
2: I don't think so. Also, you're the first person to bring that up.
1: Yeah, because you, you still have the squeaky voice. But mm-hmm. once you do it, you watch, your whole voice is going to go away, and you're going to feel like you can't talk to anybody for, like, at least a week. And then everybody's going to be teasing you, like, Oh, what happened? You lost your voice. Well, hopefully yours isn't like mine, because I lost my voice multiple times. <laughs> I don't know why. It kept going out. It was, like, all the time, like, every... Maybe two, three months, I would just lose my voice. I'd be like, man, I thought I had weak vocal cords or something, but I don't know. I don't know. That happens. But that'll be cool. And then that's when girls start to develop and they start becoming different, getting boobies and stuff. But, you know, and then other than that, school will be, sports will start soon. You start getting, at least looking into sports because high school's coming up in two years.
2: Yeah, why do they have it open, like, why is it a thing if it's only two years?
1: What, junior high? Yeah. It's a transitional, like, stage. Huh. Because you're going from one classroom when you're, like, isolated around a bunch of kids all day, and now you're going to be around a group of kids for roughly 45 minutes. So then after 45 minutes, it's like, all right, next group. So if you're... Pretty much if you're a troublemaker and you're trying to, like, show kids that you're a troublemaker, you're going to be getting in trouble seven times out of the day instead of one, and the principal's going to know your name very quickly. That's bad. So the trouble kids, they stand out because they're usually a trouble kid in, like, every class, and that's seven classes a day. That's too many times for the principal. But it's different. It's different. Different people, too. So you'll have, like... Instead of the people you're comfortable with, you'll be around different groups of people, and then you'll be like, man, I can't wait for third period when I get to hang out with Michael, and you know, or I can't wait for this period, or, oh, this period's coming up. I don't like this period, or, you know, P.E. You'll be like, yeah, P.E. I don't know if they still do P.E., but for I us, P.E. E. mattered. You know why? Why? You get stinky. And after you run all day and stuff, so, like, if you have P.E. in the middle of the day... Say like right before lunch or something, you come out and you're all sweaty and then, yeah, you go out straight to lunch. If you have it in the morning, it was nice because it was cooler, but then you get all sweaty and you get to like be in your sweat all day. So if you have it last period, that's nice because you get to get all sweaty and then go home, but it's like the hottest part of the day.
2: So there's really just like pros and cons with every,
1: every... Yeah, that's what I noticed with P.E., but I don't know if they still have that because maybe they're going to be like, it offends people or something. I don't know what's politically PE correct gonna anymore. P.E. offend people. Yeah, because they're going to be like, well, his son perf- can outperform my son, and it makes my son uncomfortable, and he doesn't want to wear shorts.
2: That would actually probably make sense.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you, because there was people like we had our regular outfits... And we had to buy them from the school. And then there were people like, I'm uncomfortable wearing pants. So they would wear sweats. And like it was like certain people had like little things that they could get away with. And it was like interesting. And then there was me who never had my PE clothes and always wore loner shorts that said a loner really big on the back. But, you know, that was different life, different life. Sometimes our dad didn't buy us PE shorts, though. So it was like, what do you want us to do? We can't wear basketball shorts. I got basketball shorts.
2: Well, you can't wear basketball shorts?
1: No, you have to wear their PE shorts huh. or loner shorts. And that's how it went at my school. But see, I don't know. And that's what I mean. Nowadays, they're not going to have you like loner across your butt because then you're like singled out. And what if you're making the poor kid uncomfortable? Blah, blah, blah. Probably back just then. give
2: you for free now.
1: Yeah. Back then, we were just like, whatever. Like, we didn't care. It is different, man. It was different. Oh yeah, seventh grade is where clothes starts to matter. People start really like I keep judging on getting you and told stuff. That. That's probably from my mom. Yep. Yep. But like you know, that's where people start getting their little like clicks. You'll see people like the little jock crowd, like little crowds. You'll see. You'll see. It is different because you're going to be around different people and different people that have different things in common kind of stick together. People like basketball be on the basketball court. People like football, be at the football table. Me, I played with fingerboards. It was pretty sweet. It was real sweet, actually.
2: I still know how to use fingerboards.
1: I know, and you have like 30 of them. And you have nothing but excuses.
2: I don't even know where they are. Last I saw, the baby had one.
1: Yeah, she has like one or two. And then you still have like 20 in there. Somewhere.
2: I think I have like 12, so probably 10 if she has one or two.
1: yeah. And I'm sure one or two went disappearing along the way. So you're probably out like seven. Probably. So you gotta, you got to come up with at least eight excuses to even justify. If you
2: can find them, I'll try them.
1: Try them. Yeah. Dude, you have no reason not to know them. Because now you guys have YouTube and you can, like, watch it in slow-mo. Before, you know what we had? Magazines. And the magazine would have different clips. It would have, like, five pictures of how to kickflip. And you can see where his foot was along the way. Hmm. Yeah, Interesting. And yeah, so with that being said, what do you have to tell the world about yourself? (laughs) All right, so a little history, a little history lesson was I remember when this guy was born, when he was born, by the way, his mother and I am no longer together. And oh, we thank the heavens for that. But you know, nobody says that we're not gonna we're not gonna touch on that subject. But with that being said, it would be nice because then I'd be around Robbie and his sister Ellie more often because she's awesome.
2: Well, if you were still together, would Ellie be here?
1: We could have got together after the fact, maybe. True. Yeah, you never know. So, with that being said, you know, never know. That would be the only blessing of it, but all the curses that would come with it, which you know, I am just gonna say,
2: my overrule the. Uh-
1: yeah yeah pros and cons we're just going to balance it out and that scale leans towards i'm a thankful person um with that being said yeah we're no longer together and let's be honest she's uh (laughs) um you know she's on a different road in life so that might disclose a little bit for just you know let me put it this way when it comes to mother's day he's got to get two presents and on father's day i don't know what the heck he does watches cartoons or something because uh His mother is not trying to fetch a father figure for these children. Um, She kind of swings from the other side of the plate, which is not a problem. But let's be honest, she's not into guys anymore. It wasn't my fault. I was not the last guy she was with, so don't blame me. I didn't do it. Nope, nope, not me. I'm innocent. Um, I think Robbie's madness and attitude might have driven her away from, you know, like, I don't want to put up with guys anymore. I don't know. He was a little problem, kid. Anything to say on that matter? Nothing, he's just giving me the dog face. So, with that being said, oh yeah, I turned down the sound effects. Alright, so, yes, his mother is now into women for some reason. But, with that being said, um, yeah folks, so a little background on him is, I was with his mother when I was roughly 17, I was thinking about it, if she was around during my 18th birthday, I don't think so, if I look back, so I want to say I met her when I was 18, um, met his mom when I was 18, just out of high school. No, I was, I was just out of Las Vegas. His mom was still in high school. How'd it go? I think she was 17 or She's
2: like a year.
0: younger. I was
1: 17 you. and she was 16 or I just turned 18. something like that. Cause we're only a year apart, but I think it was 17, 16. So I might've been 17 when we met roughly. I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Um, anyways, she, she lived with her sister at the time. She ended up living with me. Blah, blah, blah. We lived in uh, Redlands, California, very nice part of town, when Robbie was born. As I remember on my 21st birthday, he was a little baby and he was in there on the couch as me and my buddies were sitting in the backyard drinking beer, looking at him through the slider. As he was just like, he couldn't even roll over yet. So he was just chilling on the couch, just like watching the sky and just like chilling. And we come in and bug you every once in a while, but we were like drinking and stuff in the back. So that's how my 21st birthday was spent, basically watching you as a baby but not really watching you because I was, like, drinking and stuff because of my 21st birthday, so I was not the responsible person to be watching the baby. That's where, like, you know, your mom and my sister came into play. But we definitely spent it with you. Um, Yeah, those were good old days. So we separated right around that time. So it was right after I turned 21. um, His mom and I split up. That lasted about six months before she moved to Washington, at which point, she lived in Washington. She ended up getting pregnant um, with what is now Robbie's little sister, who is a, the amazing Ellie. She's awesome and reminds me of unicorns whenever I think about her. Um, so we have Ellie now, thankfully for everything. Um, and then her father—you know, her her father—is out of the picture now. So um, let's see. Baby mom ended up finding a new man. Now this new man, he was—we're just gonna call him a bad person. He was a bad person, and he ended up actually harming uh, Robbie's little sister, which I'm sure he's uncomfortable speaking about. So we probably I won't talk about that. I actually didn't them. know that. Well, didn't he? And that's I was how she got. Told. Oh man, that sucks. Well, we'll delete that. Rewind this. Restart it. All right. So that's how I believe, from what I was told, why she got she got injured. And why she ended up a little slower than normal now. She's what, eight years old and wears diapers? I'm not sure exactly what happened, but you got taken out of the house. You remember any of that? And you got placed in another location.
2: That was just him? Oh, wait, okay, okay. I actually remember that. Yeah, I thought you were talking about a different guy. Yeah, I remember that.
1: There was probably other guys along the way, but I don't know about all the guys. I didn't keep up with your mom. I just yeah, kind of kept that, up
2: because I'm pretty sure they had the playground in their front yard, and I
1: they was did, cause
2: sledding, it... and I hit my face against a tree.
1: Oh yeah, okay, that was actually a foster home. Mm-hmm. All right, so you knew that. Yeah. All right, so that was all around that time. That guy got placed into jail because of it.
2: Yeah, actually, I think it was like a year ago. Uh, she said he got out or something,
1: yeah, he would have gotten out not that long ago, but that's all led that was all because of that, which you were involved in, and all that good stuff, so we love Ellie um I guess she's a little slow, you know, mentally, I guess a little bit behind, but she's catching up, and she's definitely developing, she's healthy, awesome, and she's pretty much like the shining star in every room whenever she walks in it. So we're definitely thankful, and we love her. She's awesome. So Ellie's our awesome sidekick. But Robbie, that comes back to him. He's been through a lot. And for his age, he's been through, you know, a different hell than I went through, but definitely been through his stuff. Where in my situation, I was raised with my little brother and my dad, so it was just a bunch of guys. And Robbie's situation, especially now, is a lot of women. So where I was, <laughs> I
2: mean now they're always in their room, so I'm kind of by myself.
1: But even then, it's you, your mom, just, your girl, sister, literally just, and your mom's girlfriend. So it's all girls. Mm-hmm. Where me growing up was all guys. It was different. Where it was like we had to try to get it past my dad. If we didn't, oh, we getting a beaten. <laughs> Yours is like you and your sister try to get it past your mom. If you don't, she's gonna be yelling all night. It's a little different. It's a little different. And uh Yeah, it was it was definitely a different childhood growing up. And your mom definitely like My dad was very there, like he made us go to karate and sports and stuff. Well, your mom's there emotionally.
2: She would I guess lay back.
1: Yeah, but she'll listen and stuff. My dad, as you see, my dad's well He's more cool with you guys, but we were like more scared of my dad. We didn't talk to my dad. Like, our, like, the way we talk and like we do stuff, we didn't do that with my dad. Heck no. We tried to stay out of his path and hope not to catch the wrath. That was it. So, when he started dating, it was nice because then he started having girls and like people he could talk to.
2: Can it be as tough?
1: Yeah, he wouldn't be as tough, but man, when he was having it hard, he was having it hard. And he lost, he was losing his business when my mom left. So everything he had worked for since he was 16 years old, he was kind of, like, losing. And his family was falling apart and everything. And it was, like, a lot harder. That's why he had to kick me out when I started being bad around, like, 15 years old. Maybe 14. 14 or 15. Because I did go to San Bernardino High for a year. But I lived in Vegas when I was 15.
2: How did you get to Vegas?
1: I moved in with my sister.
2: I know, but, like, were you flown there, drove there?
1: The first time, I had to drive. I, I never really flew there until I flew for work. I think I might have flown there one time. I don't remember, to be honest. It was a long time ago, but I think, I, dro- I think my mom drove me, maybe. I don't remember how I got there. I remember when I got out of there, and I was released from police custody, and I was expedited out of state. Now, that I can tell you how I left there. But when I got there... I don't know. Good question. I probably, I might have flown in. I might have flown in that time. I don't, know, I don't remember. Hi, Maybe. friend. All right. So, what do you remember from back then?
2: Uh, not much. Uh.
1: Uh, and we have an intruder here in the shape of a little munchkin say hi are you gonna talk we're talking well now she's gonna oh what happened so this is little brinley here this is robbie's little little sister she is two years old and just turned two the other day she came knocking. We definitely didn't expect that. We thought she was going to be asleep. She has a right to remain silent, and she is definitely using it at this point. She's mad dogging her brother as if she's going to catch him with a flying kick. Kick, kick. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
2: She went to kick you there.
1: Yeah. All right. So, back to the good stuff. Ugh. All right. Baby's down. Do you want your mom? Mama! Mama! Sorry, folks. Sorry, folks. Baby interruption. Don't mind it. I don't. She's she's pretty awesome. I have to post a picture one day. Um, There's Mama. All right. Sweet. Back to business. Oh, man. This room is hot.
0: It
2: isn't that hot.
1: It's hot. So, from that point, that's about the time you start remembering, huh, when you were at that house?
2: Um, Not really. I think you'd have to be more specific.
1: Like um, let's see, let's see. I don't know what points you would remember because all I remember, I would talk to you on the phone, and it was Goo Goo Gaga.
2: Back then, it was like the latest. I remember was the tree accident.
1: Oh, sledding in. Yeah, that's a that's your earliest memory. Yeah, I think so. Dang.
2: Maybe, maybe because I feel like I slightly remember the house. I don't remember the guy though.
1: Do you remember when Ellie was born?
2: Yes, because I think they had me stay home.
1: You don't remember, like, the first time a baby was in the house?
2: I remember because they just set her on the couch and then watched her.
1: <laughs> There's not too much you can do with them. Yeah. However, we could probably make something cool with drones and stuff to where you can use them like a little, like, a doll, like a, what are those you things? Use like the Pinocchio? baby as, like, a mannequin. Yeah, that'd be cool. At least then they could get like exercise, movement, and stuff. You know, it might actually help <laughs> like, them like, hey, somewhere. They can newborn to uh,
2: stand in this, uh, just like put her on this machine. She'll get exercise real early.
1: They might begin to grow quicker. I don't know. I don't know. There might be something to it. But with that being said, oh man! So we've been collecting Pokemon cards. That's been our newest mm-hmm. thing. And basically, thanks to this guy, I have like some awesome Pokemon cards. And then yeah,
2: he I'm kind of mad about that.
1: And then, so he saw the awesome Pokemon cards and what they were worth that he pulled for me and my packs, which I told him to buy his own, but he didn't want to. So
2: I did, he, eventually.
1: He pulled some awesome ones for me, and then he sees the money that it, he pulled, and he said, you know, I'm down. I'll open a box. We go back, get two more boxes, one for me, one for him. In my well, box, well, well, I pull so a in, gold in one. In the box,
2: in the box before this uh same box but it wasn't the gold one the one before that i got a v at least one v in both of those packs
1: that's true that's true yeah you were pulling good and then he got his own packs with his own money and basically my luck continued actually it got better i pulled a golden card and he pulled, I pulled you a
2: 30 dollar you pulled about a 40 dollar
1: And then for his own money, he pulled uh, maybe like a 3 and a $4 if he's lucky. (laughs) So, you know, that's how life works. He learned that hard lesson the other day. That was a good one. Um, Let's see. He also learned not to trust me. Huh?
2: I did pull 1V.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. And for those that don't know Pokemon cards, the V cards are like a full art card. They're like a lot more rare, but they're more valuable. And that's what we're chasing after. Um, With that being said. He learned a valuable skateboard about uh, sk- gravity lesson while learning to skateboard one day at the skate park. Nice. And he has learned how to skateboard <laughs> a little bit. But entering the bowl, you know, he still needed yeah, some work. Yeah, I know. Like
2: it was like my first day and first time to a skate park, and they paid me about twenty bucks.
1: And it was awesome. And he almost made. Well, he did make it. I
2: made it down the I bowl. Made it about halfway down.
1: And then the bottom of it, he did You know, when you tell him to lean forward, he did it about halfway, and then he went backwards. And at that point, he hit the ground. Um. He's never attempted it since. I think he's retired. I
2: think that's the only time we've been to a skate park, too, though.
1: No, I think we went back, didn't we?
2: No, I, don't, I think we planned it, but I don't think we ever did.
1: I think we did go back.
2: No, we did. It was with Aiden, yeah. See,
1: you just forget stuff. And you, I think you did go down it. I think so. Or at least you went down the side ones, for sure. Yeah. But I don't know if you went down the bowl.
2: I think we went to a different one that didn't have the bowl.
1: That's right. Aiden knows how to skateboard now,
2: huh? Uh, yeah.
1: So we I can have go not to a skate park. seen
2: him skateboard since, but
1: he has a skateboard.
2: Yeah. Apparently, yeah. if I go over there, they have one for me to borrow too.
1: But they don't have any curbs over there. No, they don't. That's funny, but there is a driveway.
2: Don't know how effective that would be, but yeah.
1: There is wood, so you can make a ramp. And I do have a camera on my phone. And you can skateboard,
2: make skateboard f- uh, videos, Skate word videos.
1: I was thinking fail army, but yes. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. That'll work. That'll work. Yep. So, did you want to tell them about your first girlfriend?
2: Don't have one.
1: Oh, so that's probably coming this year, if not next year. Oh
2: yeah, what was our bet on that?
1: I don't remember. Do you like
2: a million bucks? huh?
1: Well, you're not at the age to bet. <laughs> You have to be 18 to bet, you know, and this is on yeah, record. So, uh, so on record, that stands your, for.
2: About your stupid little joke saying uh, bet for a million dollars.
1: On the record, I have no <laughs> idea what he is speaking of. Uh, these are falsified accusations for which he has fabricated in falsified his imagination.
2: accusations.
1: Yes, yes, that's my fancy talk. That's how you know I'm telling the truth and you are lying. Is right?
2: falsified a word?
1: Yes, that's a word. Falsified documentation. I have
2: never heard of falsified.
1: Yes, so you can falsify documents, like if you turned in a note to your school saying that you were sick yesterday, that's why the student was out, but ultimately you missed it because you were out kissing your girlfriend.
2: How do you miss a whole day of school just kissing your girlfriend?
1: That's a really long and juicy kiss. But, honestly, I don't know. Um, You'd have to ask your mom about that because... (laughs) I, for one, was no longer in school Um, as an early dropout myself. You know, I was out of school. Your mom was in school. I wanted a future that included, like, you know, success. So I wanted her to continue going to school. However, it seemed impossible to get her to go to school. And this is on the record. I told her every day, go to school. I had people coming over. I had parties at my house. I had people coming over thirty picks six packs of beer. I had like people getting tattoos getting shaved heads. I had like people boxing matches in my house i'm trying to you know live my own life and who would pop through the door all the time? should have been on the school bus. You know what bus she got on what? the city bus, and she <laughs> rode it all the way down to my house and then your sister would I and mean, her sister, who had custody of her, Sarah. We'd get a phone call from the school saying that Tiffany missed, right? So now, all of a sudden, she's in trouble, and now Sarah's calling me in my house. Like, where is she at? And I'm like, no, 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 look, look, look. I told her. I keep telling her to go to school, but she's over here, and in her mind, you know what she was thinking?
2: You told her to go there.
1: You know. You know why your mom was there? Why? Because there were other girls coming over, and she's on a jealousy thing thinking, well, if I'm here and wow. I'm at school, and he's got girls over at his house, he's probably talking with those girls. So in her so mind... on you? Well, I don't know what she can say, and she can justify it. Maybe she was in love, and love made her not want to be at school and just make her want to be at my house.
2: Seems like pretty
0: dumb reason that seems
1: like it's less believable than she knew that there were a bunch of girls and guys at my house and she was like there ain't gonna be no girls over there drinking at my boyfriend's house and i'm not there that sounds more believable from my perspective but to each their own maybe you know maybe to to i mean the jealousy
2: thing yeah but like missing school for it
1: exactly and i was like dude like we can't both be dropouts Like, I'm not trying to be, like, in a relationship with somebody that failed. Like, I failed. I already understand that I'm a failure. Like, I've already gone down this road. I took off. I owned my own house. You know, I went down my road of just destruction and basically, like, destroyed other people's lives, destroyed my own life. Kind of got off of it. Kind of scot-free because I was under 18, so the legal system kind of gave me a little leeway. Yeah, for being a minor. So when it came back, it was like, I'm done with that life. I don't want to be a failure no more. I just want to work hard and go that route where she could still continue on, get a high school diploma, go to college, you know, be successful. She decided the opposite.
2: Did she ever go back to school? Because I honestly don't remember.
1: You know what your mom did? It was kind of crazy because this is the weird thing. And this is something that you can ask your grandma because I really don't know how this occurred. But when I met your mom, she didn't live with her mom. Uh-huh So you can try to figure all that out. that's kind of weird, and that your mom says something to do with Lance, but I'm not really sure that's up to you, between you and your mom because I'm not going to put nobody's name yeah. in But for some reason, your mom couldn't live with her mom, which I thought was weird. So she lived with her older sister, which is not too weird because when I moved up to Vegas, I lived with my older sister, but that was a whole different ball game. Um, as you know, your aunt Sarah is pretty cool. Yeah. And she, she's always been pretty cool. She never had, like, a serious drug problem or anything. And her husband at the time, or boyfriend, I'm pretty sure they were married. His name was David. He drove a Honda Civic Hatchback, exactly like the one that's in the garage right now. Oh, that's cool. Swear to God. So if you ever see, when you see your Aunt Sarah, be like, so I heard you had a Honda. She'll know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about because I wanted to buy it from her back when she had it back then. And she didn't, she kind of liked it, I think. It was, it was cool. She had it, though. I remember that. What were you going to say?
2: No, I was just thinking. I'm going to say nothing.
1: Oh. Well, you can keep on thinking then. But, for some reason, yeah, your mom didn't live with her mom. So your mom lived with her sister.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That was weird. So I'm not sure what exactly happened there. But they've always had a strange relationship that I never understood. But your mom, her mom's always been super in the picture. Like, she calls her mom for everything and, like, permission yeah. and everything. And it's like, why do you, you're so yeah, in touch with your mom, but your you mom. Don't. Yeah, I never understood. It was always weird, so I never really understood. But your mom's always looked for some Maybe type of like guidance.
2: Anxiety or something? Like, too self-conscious to do anything? I don't know.
1: I would, um, I'm sure your mom at this point has a medical diagnosis for whatever she has <laughs> and I'm sure she takes pills to treat it.
2: Probably.
1: Since she had you on like melatonin and yeah, she it has, stuff, and she has Ellie, Ellie on, um, pills already too. Like,
2: I mean, Ellie's been on pills for years. I
1: but attention deficit, like for having too much energy pills. Yeah. I think I mean,
2: maybe they'll like to help attention, but energy is that's what a kid's supposed to have. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Everybody's different. Sure,
2: she's annoying at times, but, I mean, <laughs> that's just little kids.
1: Yeah. I don't know her real medical thing to speak on it, so I'd be out of, out of term to speak yeah. on it. Especially since your mom's not here to defend anything on that end. So, we just love Ellie, and that's where we leave it at that. But... Yeah, so he's had an interesting childhood. Definitely, definitely. But he seems not to remember anything. Like, ask him what he's interested in. (laughs) It's probably narrowed down to, like, one thing.
2: There's a difference in entrance and uh, what I do. I'm interested in coding, but. Coding. And video games. Yes, I have coding class, actually. When? When? Uh, seventh grade.
1: Have you ever done it?
2: No, but as soon as I told Grandma Joy, she gave me a lesson about it.
1: And have you looked up anything about it? No. Have you read a book? Yes. About it?
2: Yes. Brother, I've read like my whole school library in the last year.
1: And for those that don't know, he did have like a tenth grade reading level at the San Bernardino. School district level. If he got know. in
2: trouble for reading too much once.
1: Yeah, I don't know where he's at in the Washington school district, but when he came down here and he did his reading, he like got an award and everything. Mm-hmm. I hated it. Yeah, that was pretty no funny. Need. I was there. I watched it.
2: Wait, were you actually? I didn't see you.
1: Yeah, I was there. And then, um, other than that, you did you watch any YouTube videos on how to?
2: I don't watch YouTube much.
1: He watches people stream.
2: Every once in a while, I don't watch YouTube a lot right now. I R- used right to. I now. used to watch YouTube a lot.
1: So, what do you do all day?
2: Play video games. Take naps.
1: Take naps. Yes. Do you work out?
2: <laughs> no.
1: Oh, great.
2: I I have like tried every once in a while.
1: Well, you do work out your thumbs. <laughs> I got crazy thumb muscles. However, I don't know where that's going to help you in the future. Yeah, I don't know.
2: My thumbs are weird because this one has, like, a joint and this one doesn't.
1: Oh, so now they're on drugs. (laughs) Wow. Um, Yeah, so he's got one druggy finger and one non druggy finger, one that wants to bend over and one that just stands at attention for some reason or something.
2: This one has, like, a joint there and this one just moves normal.
1: Huh. Very interesting, buddy. And, let's see. Seventh grade. Ha ha. You're going to start, maybe some stupid kids, troublemakers, will begin drinking alcohol. Which you didn't really see in sixth grade. At least at my schools, I did not see alcohol.
2: I don't even think anyone's brought it up.
1: See? And then when you go to seventh grade, people start bringing drugs into the picture. That's where I started seeing drugs when I went to seventh grade. Sixth grade? I was pretty innocent. Nice, regular kid. Seventh grade, I was in freaking World War. We were buying guns in seventh grade. Seventh grade was crazy. That's why I think I bought my first gun, because I was 13. Yeah, that would have been seventh grade. I think seventh grade, but I was in uh, summer school. And you know what the crazy part is? What? I thought I was young. And I showed up to the the ghetto lanes, is what they were called. Mm -hmm. And I showed up there with like 150 bucks. And I was like, I need a little gun. And I was like, they're not going to sell it to me because I'm too young, right? Sure enough, the guy that I, I was talking to, I'm not going to disclose his name. Oh, yeah, he, he, did, he had a nickname. But I think it was Tap. I think I was talking to my buddy Tap. And Tap, I don't really know his government name, so I couldn't tell you either way, even if I was charged. I actually <laughs> wonder what ever happened to Tap because he was the one that showed me and my buddy Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which is an awesome movie, a whole other subject. I asked Tap. I said, do you know where I can get a, a gun? And he was like, yeah, what are you looking for? And I was like something small. He called somebody, and sure enough, I see a little kid on a scooter come rolling up. <laughs> he had to be eleven years old, so I thought I was a young. He rolls up at like eleven. He's like, "Hey right, man, you got that on you?" He's like, "Yeah." And then next thing I know, boom! There's a little gun, like the friggin', the size of my like my index finger in there. Sure enough, there's a little gun. I was like, "What the heck was this little kid doing with that?" So that was a crazy part of. That part, But yes, you will start being around a lot more influences and you can make a lot more bad choices or good choices. This is where the rest of your life will basically be decided. If you start down a bad path now, it can get you in trouble with the law and that will follow you for the rest of your life and probably lead to jail time. Or at least owing the courts a lot of money, especially for your mom. You can ask Uncle Derek that one. I was pretty much a good kid growing up and stayed out of, like, legal issues. Uncle Derek, however, that guy, you know, bringing alcohol to school and things like that and getting oh, busted. So stupid. And paying hundreds of dollars to the court that my dad actually had to pay. I think I got in trouble, like, once with the courts, you know, but I had, like, community service. I remember doing community service. That sucked. Because you had to go to work for free for, like, four or five hours. And you had to, like, clean all types of things, clean trash cans, like empty trash cans and stuff. I mean, hey,
2: at least you might find like a dollar or something.
1: It was a waste of time. It was horrible. <laughs> There's nothing enjoyable about it, which is why they call it community service. It's not mm-hmm. supposed to be enjoyable, and it's for troublemakers, which you want to avoid. But yes, but you should get into a sport. That would be something like a hobby. You're going into school all day. I did play video games for a while, but right around 7th grade, when I was in 7th grade, I played football. It was sweet. Football, but before that, I played soccer for six years.
2: I have played a little soccer, but it's been like a year.
1: Not for a team?
2: No, we had our own like school tournament of uh, soccer.
1: Yeah, I you never played for a team. No, nah, not a team. You guys actually had uniforms and played it during no, they the game weekends.
2: gave us uniforms.
1: Real uniforms with your number on the back and your name? Your name was on it.
2: Not the name, but the numbers.
1: Oh, my goodness. But, no, it's different when your name's on the jersey, when you're representing your team. Because you guys play for each other every weekend or whenever you guys play, and you play in a tournament. And and then if you get good enough, you play against other teams. That thing's sweet, dude. And eventually they make, like, banners, and they have your name on the banner, that's your team banner. It's different. It would be hard to... Tell you what you haven't experienced. That is true. Which is why you should start experiencing things and stop being so. You jumped scared. off roofs as a kid. I jumped off roofs on my skateboard. But I also did it with my feet too, because I did do that at the Del Rosa house. That's how I learned what fiberglass Yeah, fiberglass was. You know how itchy that stuff is?
2: No. Well,
1: you don't want to find out either. So we found these roof panels and we were like, They were green, and we were like, these make really cool cracking noises. We had, like, four or five old mattresses that had been sitting out. We definitely shouldn't have been on them. They were probably full of mold. We were little kids. We knew no better. So we climbed to the top of this wooden structure. It used to be a two-port garage, but it was literally so full of junk. there was, like, two feet of junk. You couldn't see the floor. There was no floor. It was just junk from file cabinets tipped over to, like, old antique things just everywhere. I wish it still existed, but it all burned down. And the old fire in, like, 2001.
2: The ones you guys put out by putting sprinklers on rooftops?
1: Yeah, I did that. But with that being said, back to the thing. Oh, so we started jumping off the roof onto those five mattresses that we stacked on top of each other with those green things. But they were fiberglass. Fiberglass is super itchy. We realized it, like, after, like, four or five times we jumped off. And then I was like, dude, I'm super itchy. And he was like... Now that you mention it, I'm like itchy too. And then it was like super bad. So we like ran inside and we had to take showers and even then it still itched because fiberglass gives you like these little cuts that like continue to like itch. I don't know why. Like fiberglass is really bad. You're not supposed to like breathe it or anything. Oh dang. But we yeah, we were jumping off the roof and landing on that stuff. So you're dying over there, basically. See, he's got a runny nose. Once no, again. Nah you get a runny nose, it's just itchy. Oh. Itchy on the mic. Yep. <laughs> So, anything you want to tell the people about yourself? No. <laughs> that you should start a streaming channel and actually start getting, like, your social media presence out there. Start streaming.
2: Is social media so important?
1: Yeah, you got to start making branding yourself. You can start being, like, Ninja already.
2: I was never a fan of Ninja.
1: Well, he is the definition of success as a gamer in the public eye, like the True. most famous one. And he did blow Fortnite up, but he was good on Halo before that, I believe. Oh cool. He was, he played tournaments in Halo back in the day. But then he took over on Fortnite, which is where he got his fame. And that was pretty cool. But he did that probably because of social media presence. Probably. Probably. Yeah. So you gotta do that. And YouTube. A lot of people with YouTube. You know that kid that makes millions of dollars by just reviewing toys?
2: Yeah. I forget
1: what it is. It's like something TV. I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. See, you got to try something. There's a book right there by Gary Vaynerchuk, and it's called Crush It. And that one right there is all about just finding what you're passionate about and just chasing it, pursuing it. Like collecting. He used to be a card salesman. He used to collect sports cards. And then he started selling sports cards. Is that why you started
2: collecting Pokemon cards and sports cards
1: and all that? No, that was more so influenced, well, partly by him. And because it started rising in price again. And because my coworker was into it. So we would talk about it all day, every day. So not only the podcast do I listen to, but the guy that I work with. He's been collecting and hasn't really stopped. So he had a bunch of them. And it was just... Something that I was into back in the day, but then kind of fell out of interest. Because middle school hit. Middle school hit. Uh, I started listening to a lot more hip-hop. I started skateboarding a lot more. Going out in the streets. I was always out there. And I rode a bike a lot. So when I hit 8th grade, that's when a little gang started in my neighborhood. When I was in 8th grade. And my little brother was in sixth grade and the gang, they were in seventh grade. They started tagging all over my park and like they were tagging, but they lived in the same neighborhood. And I would have to like go check them like, hey, guys, what are you doing? Like, because now the neighborhood lady that's in charge, R.I.P. Angie, she was an awesome lady. She just passed away. That she sucks. would, Yeah, she would ask me, um, hey, like there's tagging here. Do you know what's going on? And I'm like, well, I can't give you no names. Because that's not in, you know, that's not in my blood. No snitching. However, I will talk to the people for you. And, you know, she knows. She lived right across the street from the park. She sees all the faces. She knows what groups are now hanging out and, yeah. you know, these things start. So she knows. And you can spot trouble from a mile away. Especially when you're a parent. You can kind of look at somebody and be like, this fool's trouble. Why you keep rubbing your eye, boy? Um, It's all red. With that being oh. said. um, where's I going with that story? Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, I started a lot of fights. We got in a lot of fights. But I saw some teeth get chipped over that. And we used to fight those guys all the time. whenever They would tag on the park and we'd end up fighting all the time. But that was a different life back then. We used to all, like, get down and fight all the time. Um, at least, like, four or five. My my buddy Russell, man, he was a good friend of mine. He threw one of the oldest ones into a tree after he beat him up. And then he let him up. Or, you know, he was like, You done? You done? And then the guy was like, I'm done. He tried to cheap shot him. So my buddy Russell actually grabbed the guy and threw him into a tree face first. He came to school the next day. The other guy was scratches all over the front of his head. It was pretty funny. That was funny. But uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. But we're trying to hear more about you. You're the guest. You're the guest. What are you waiting for?
2: I don't know. There was nothing at the door, but I don't think it was anything.
1: There was nothing at the door. You just started looking all crazy when I said you're the guest, and then you just started looking all crazy at the door. I was like, "No, no." So I don't know. What do you? Nothing you look forward to? What was I? I was into BMX, karate, sports. Let's see. I had older sisters, but they all pretty much moved out by that point. It was just me, my dad, and my brother. Yeah, it's kind of how you are—just you, but it's Except you. Except just your a sister, lot of people mom. who
2: don't do sports, so I'm not pushed into sports.
1: Well, maybe that has to do with you being basically raised by your mother.
2: That's what I'm saying. There's yeah. nobody that does sports,
1: and your mother has never probably had any type of athletic.
2: The only thing she was good thing at in her body is we sports, and nobody challenges her.
1: Yeah, we tennis. She was good at that. I remember that. Yeah, that's true. I don't think she ever probably did a sport. So she probably has definitely never pushed you a sport. I don't do even sport. think
2: she's ever brought it up.
1: I don't think she's ever wanted to, no. Nope. No. Nope. But, you know, that's unfortunate. I think that you should definitely, or if anything, just don't be scared to try stuff. Yeah, Maybe I used like to do it.
2: wrestling, but then we moved, so.
1: I remember that. That was pretty cool.
2: It was pretty fun.
1: Yeah, wrestling. Except
2: cool. since I was so young and so small, I could only fight one kid and all he would like to do. Is the push one where you got to push the other person out of the circle, and I barely, I barely lost that. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. But now you have no excuses. Now you can just join a gym.
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess most of them require memberships, so don't they?
1: Yeah, but you could always get one. And in the city of Spokane is one of the best in gyms there is. That's cool. Yeah, I forget the name of it right now, but there's definitely, a, like, a really, really awesome MMA gym in Spokane. Huh. With some really good fighters that are, like, in the UFC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That'd be sweet. Yeah. No excuses now. Especially since all of ours, Brian Warren and Unbreakable Gym, they closed down. They sold out. Seriously? Well, he was right here on 30th and Linwood. He was really close. But once he had one fighter go to the UFC, his gym shut down.
2: Did he sell it or did he?
1: I don't know what happened. I don't know if he sold it or what happened. I have to get him on the podcast, which I might do one day just to see what happened. But I know he started selling stuff on, like, social media. I don't know if it was, like, drinks and shakes and, like, health and nutrition food things that he was trying to, like, sell on social media. I had to block, like, not block him. But, like, not see what he was posting because all he was doing was selling stuff all day. And I want to say he had a wife at the time, but he divorced her and he got this new wife that looks like a Barbie doll. So, like, (laughs) she, like, looked like fake everything but, like, super hot. And she was always trying to sell stuff and then she would try to add you as a friend and she would post about trying to sell stuff. So,
2: maybe she, maybe she was part of the reason.
1: Maybe. Maybe. But, yeah, basically, he just went, like, super, like, sell, sell, sell. So that's why when I say sellout, I only mean it. Because, like, after that, all he would do is, like, try to advertise. Yeah. But with that being said, he did bring the King of the Cage championship belt in to see Derek when Derek was in a coma. And took a picture with him in the hospital. That's cool. So that was, like, there's parts that he's done that, like, have definitely been part of our life that's worth talking about him. And he's worth, like... Yeah. He's definitely done more good than bad. He's never done anything bad or disrespectful. But he's definitely... Closed the gym and went straight selling like other things. But the gym was sweet and it gave people a lot, a lot of people like an escape that were over here in the ghetto with nothing better to do. Be like, I'm gonna go train, I'm gonna go fight. But now I think the only gyms we have around are adrenaline and that one's like $110 a month or something like That's that. Stupid, yeah, it was stupid. Uh, 777 was five dollars every time you went in. Sometimes when it towards the end it went to ten dollars because we couldn't afford it anymore, but yeah, it was five dollars every time you went in, hmm. and then I went so often that TJ he was awesome and he always hooked me up, but he was like, "Don't even worry, just pay me when you can." So I like wouldn't even pay, and then sometimes I'd come in with like twenty bucks or thirty bucks and be like, "Here you go for the box, like I owe you guys."
0: Okay. So,
1: but he was awesome. TJ was awesome, man. I had to text him the other day. Yep, I hope you meet him one day. That was a big part. And all that church stuff started because of your mom. Your mom brought me to a team impact at Emmanuel Baptist. And it was a bunch of bodybuilder guys in the name of Jesus. And they were like phone books and stuff. It was interesting. And after that, I went to Emmanuel Baptist. And I started like reading the Bible and doing, they went to a different stage. I've even
2: bought many Bibles, but I have never read them.
1: Uh, yeah, it doesn't, when you're a kid, if you, if you don't want to do it, it doesn't matter. Because people trying to force you to do something, you'll never be passionate about yeah. it. But it was something I acquired, and also later.
2: it's been changed over the years. So you, I there's no way of telling you if it's true. It's true to the religion.
1: That's true. If, if if you're looking for facts, something that you can prove, yeah, the Bible's probably not the thing you want to go to. But if you're looking for faith, then you know, and you just want to believe something like. You know Noah had two of every animal and put it on a boat, and they all survived. Two of every animal.
2: Shouldn't they actually like teach that in school? Like in the younger grades, don't they?
1: I don't. I don't know what they teach. I don't know. They might have. Back when I was in school, it was more religious based too. I don't know. What, nowadays, I highly doubt it. But
2: no, I think they have like Noah as a story in like third or second.
1: Noah definitely was a person. I, I believe. Yeah. And Noah is definitely documented by multiple sources. But the whole boat and flood thing yeah. and, like, everything else, when you talk to scientists, it's kind of hard to believe. It's kind of strange. Listen to Bill Nye's argument about that. It's kind of cool. But with that being said, um, we have some really strange things in our culture. Like, we believe in Santa Claus.
2: I, I mean, I, I haven't for years, but.
1: Yeah, like, as a kid, though, they teach you to believe in Santa Claus. They teach you to believe in the Easter Bunny. They teach you to believe in the Tooth Fairy. And then they teach you to believe in Jesus. So it's like, I mean, do they really, what do they really? Uh, it's kind of like weird because it's like not everything they tell is you true anyways. Yeah. So you have to take stories with stories. Stories. I guess that's all it is. Yep. I, I don't know. But religion's cool. Religion's been very powerful in a bad way. It's probably cost more lives than it's saved. But with that being said, some people need it. It gives some people a purpose. Or maybe they're just scared of the consequences what's this life you know you could gta style and then if you die like there's no consequences yeah but if you believe in a heaven and hell then if you do it
2: oh i gotta be all nice and
1: yeah then you want to make it to heaven so there's like there's a reward for your kind gestures and there's a punishment if you're evil but if you don't believe in religion then there's no punishment if you go gta style it's just over it's over Mm -hmm. so who knows who knows You've heard my belief on it. Whatever you believe, that's all on you. But one thing that the Bible says is, "Man shall not sleep with man as woman sleeps with woman." So
2: <laughs> you brought this up so much.
1: I don't know. You know, I, I, your mom as a Christian, I, I believe I, she
2: is not anymore. I don't believe.
1: I don't know. Maybe the Bible's been restructured. You know, it does say some things. Like you said, all they need to do is just misinterpret what they're reading, and they might have the uh us Bible. I don't know. You know, <laughs> I don't know how that goes. But, um, you know, that's an interesting subject. So maybe since you're not going to get a girlfriend this year, maybe you'll just have a boyfriend this year.
2: You're stupid.
1: Why am I stupid? Maybe that's what you're into. Maybe you find yourself in the locker room, and a guy gets into his underwear, and you're like, <whistles> and then I don't know, man, what? I, I won't disown you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to participate in that type of interactions. But, uh, you know, I will definitely if go to the beach and check out Hot Chicks. And wherever your eyes go, that's <laughs> up to you. You know, I don't know. I don't know. That's on you. That's on you, brother. To each his own. To each his own. Kind of like your video games and your choice of video games. He's finally playing Left for Last of Us 2.
2: I hate it.
1: Yeah, see, he hates it. Oh yeah, he doesn't even play that. I think he plays Last of Us I'm One. Playing the number one, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't even play number two.
2: I played number two to the L O F border. I don't. Know, I didn't like how they killed Joel, but I guess it is to progress the story.
1: Oh, that's right. They killed his kid, the character he liked, so he quit. Which there's a bunch of wild, re- let's be I- honest I- activities going yes. on in that video game also. And they are smoking marijuana, around, so there's I've lesbians smoking lot. marijuana. I mean,
2: yeah, I've been around people who smoke.
1: So it's basically his real-life scenario back home, from what I hear.
2: Yes, no purpose of living that in a game.
1: Yeah, so, you know, nothing new to him. He's just around, basically, lesbians and marijuana smoke in Washington, yep. I hear, so, you know.
2: Actually, Sarah smokes it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, at least it's not meth. Yeah. That's, that's one thing.
2: I didn't know it was at first until I learned what a bong was, and
1: I saw it. mm yeah, well, hopefully you don't learn what a crack pipe is and then see one of those. Then you might want to be concerned. <laughs> or a syringe, and you see one of those laying around, and you're like, uh... Well, I think
2: everybody knows what a syringe is. I don't, well, know if maybe. A, I don't know if it looks different, but...
1: I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe these tweakers you got little go-go gadgets, like sneak a needle. <laughs> I don't know what they're up to. Maybe they pop out of their wrist like Assassin's Creed, and they're like, got it real quick. Like, I don't know what they're up to, you know what I mean? You have to check with your local police department. They're probably up to date on what these guys are doing. It's like, hey,
2: to. so uh, what's a needle for druggies? Yeah, I mean, like, what are
1: these? You just go up, like, what are these junkies up to nowadays? What, what, what kind of contraptions do they have? So, you know, you never know what they're up to. You should see some of the vehicles. They can, You can tell when a, a guy on drugs have worked on a vehicle. Usually there's wires going to places they don't need to. And it's like, what were they doing? But, you know. That's, that's my job. That's why I have a job, because I get to fix their stuff. And they like to grind things forever. I remember that. Um, when my mom was going through episodes of her life, and I was in school, this is right around when I dropped out of school, yeah. I would be sleeping and trying to go to school, and around 2 a.m., I would hear this, and I'd be like, oh, my God, she's at it again. She'd be out sanding furniture and stuff at like one AM, two AM, three AM, just like sanding furniture. Wooden furniture. Just and it's just like going across the top. And it's like, oh my God, go to sleep And she was just on some other I don't know, she was on a good one. But I had a different childhood. Different childhood, buddy. It was interesting. I grew up around a lot more drugs. I noticed that in my life, like, more severe drugs than you have up until this point. Yeah. Like, I had my sisters inside of my house, like, tripping out hearing stereos and, like, telling me, like, don't you hear their stereos? Like, they're outside. And I'm like, I don't hear nothing, but I'll get my T-ball bat and we'll protect you. <laughs> and my dad was like, get out of the house. Get out of here. Don't bring that stuff around my kids. And he's, we're like, dad, like. There's people out there, they're going to get her. And she's like, they're going to get me. He's like, get out of my house. So it was very different. So I was, like, scared of drugs.
2: I'm like, you were around drugs. I'm around, like, all this gay stuff.
1: Yeah, which is the – but, you know, what's scary is because I was scared of drugs, which is why I never did them. Yeah. Because I saw, like, the scariest parts of drugs, and I saw, like, my sisters lose it and, like, lose their kids and, like, their kids be taken away from them. And things like that. And it was like, what the heck? And then when I moved in with my sister in Vegas, I didn't know too much about her. Mm-hmm. For example, I didn't know she was on drugs. And not just any drugs. I think she was on, like, some crazy drugs like PCP, which is, like, embalming fluid, I believe, which they put in, like, dead bodies.
2: Oh, wait, what? Why would?
1: Yeah, people smoke that on, like, cigarettes and stuff. That's what I'm saying. There's some crazy drugs out there. It's called PCP or sherm. And, like, people, like, freak out. And Jamie and I actually had a shrimp experience not too long ago when we walked up to a friend of mine's brother and were like, what's up, man? What's up, Moons? How you doing, man? He was like, I'm doing good, man. I was like, what are you doing? He was like, I'm watching the grass grow. And we were like,
2: (laughs) yeah,
1: "Yeah, it's time to go. Like, we're going, you know, I'm going to go see my boy right quick. But nice to see you, buddy. We're out of here. So, yeah, the next day he went to turn himself in to the courts because he had a warrant, and that's the guy that, uh, like two doors down from the court. He was just about to turn himself in. Freaked out. Kicked the door open. Picked up chairs and started throwing them at the desk clerks, which are behind glass. And people started, you know, the officers ran out of the courtrooms yeah. and tackled them and blah, 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 blah. So, awesome, you know, uh, PCP stores. But with that being said, that's why my nephews and nieces, um, I love them. I would love to talk to them, but they've definitely lived like a harder life. They've lived some crazy life, too, because their mom was on some other stuff. But their dad was a prison guard. So they've got to see the good and the bad. That was weird. If you're at your dad's house, prison guard, straight steady house, you go to mom's house, she's on drugs, and she's, you know, cracked out, basically. So, that was a different story. But I moved in with her, and then found out that she was on drugs, and the guy that she basically got pregnant from, so um, my niece's dad, who, from the last update I heard, is doing life in prison, um, over here in L.A. I wish I could visit him. But we moved out together. But he was wanted by the FBI for distribution of cocaine slash crack in Louisiana, which I didn't know about. But he was into drug game and manufacturing drugs. And at that time, legally, I could not work because I was too young. And I couldn't get a work permit because I didn't go to school. And I... That was in California, so I was in Las Vegas. I became a registered runaway, and I learned how to manufacture drugs and do other stuff to like make a living. And I got a fake identity and a fake um, social security number and a fake ID, and I was able to go in casinos at 16 years old when I couldn't even grow facial hair and you, party you like didn't an go adult. To
2: school and yet you knew how to do all that.
1: I lived a different life. That's what I was saying. Mine, I got a street smarts, but my book smart, I was behind. I had to catch up. That's why you have a bookcase behind you with a bunch of books or I'm trying to get my knowledge. (laughs) But as far as the street smarts, I I lived a different life. It was different. But I knew that was going to happen by the time I was 13. I knew where my path was going to go. And that was very unfortunate for my parents. I just didn't, didn't have better knowledge. I didn't have another way to go. All I saw was my dad who worked his tail off and lost everything, and it wasn't a commitment issue. My dad was always committed to his job. My dad was always there. He gave everything, and then he lost it all, and he he didn't really have control of it, but he could have. He could have have went with the times, but not really because now speedometers don't mess up like they used to, so he couldn't work on speedometers, so it was hard because what he used to do with technology and the new cars, they didn't use the cable speedometers. They just use electric ones, and they don't really mess up. And when they do, they just bring them to a mechanic that hooks up his computer and blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's all different. It's called drive-by wire and things like that. So my dad's technology and what he was good at phased out with technology. So he would have had to do jump into something else, but he didn't. Instead, he opened a vintage motorcycle shop, tried to make that go, and that fell apart. So everything he had worked up to and, you know, built his family up, and then he lost his wife. Um, She was cheating on him, which is the hard part for my dad. I would imagine because it wasn't like he chose it. It was like, you know, I remember just crazy things with my dad. But so my mom was finally gone. It was like he just watched everything fall apart. That's when my my sister stayed there. But it wasn't his daughter. Christina was her daughter. But when my mom left, she just left her daughter. So it'd be like Ellie leave or like your mom leaving, like being around here. Like if I was with her and then she would like leave Ellie with somebody else, or say she was with another guy and she left Ellie with that guy. But that's when my sister, about like six months or maybe a year after when my mom left, probably not that long, six months maybe, that's when she came home all drugged out. Yeah. And that's when my dad kicked her out. That all happened so fast. It was weird.
2: I mean, I guess it makes sense, but...
1: My sister was on drugs, I believe, before my mom left.
2: Oh, then, yeah, you've got time to...
1: Because my earliest memory of my mom... One of my earliest memories as a kid, this is one of my earliest memories, was riding around in my mom's Oldsmobile putting up missing flyers of my sister. Missing, you know, real huh. big and putting yeah. them on the telephone poles. And she was putting them all throughout Colton. But my sister wasn't missing. My sister had ran away. So it wasn't like my sister got abducted. My sister didn't want to be at home because she had a friend named Kelly and she was into boys. So she was out with boys and stuff. Yeah. So my sister, I believe, dropped out of high school like three months before she graduated. And she had a really good grades. So why she dropped out, I don't know what's up with my sister. She probably has a whole nother story. I don't know. I was just a little kid at that point. but I think she dropped out like three months before she was supposed to graduate high school. I think she had like a 3.0 grade point average. So she was like really smart, but just like took off on another one. I remember she used to get suspended for not wearing shoes at school. <laughs> all the time she wouldn't wear shoes and, like, would consecutively get in trouble for not wearing shoes. She was weird. She was weird. But she ended up having a really bad, like, heroin addiction. I remember that. That was bad times. But, you know, I hope she's doing better. I haven't really kept up with her, but hope she is. That sister's awesome. I love her. She did a lot for is her. Is that she, the
2: one that lived with Joy? Yes. From what I know, she has cancer, apparently.
1: She had it. She had it? She had it, and yeah. she, uh, she supposedly got clear, but maybe she has it what again. She,
2: what she told me was the radiation took it away for a little bit, but they said it's probably going to come back.
1: Yeah, it'll probably come back. And once those cells are in your body, yeah, it's hard for them to stay away. But, yeah, she's been through it. She has her own story. She would be her oh, own yeah. podcast. She's gone through her own things. But, see, they all have drug history. I don't have drug history when it comes to using
2: so you may not have as crazy stories, but you definitely have clean stories. I have
1: crazier stories, but it's more on the manufacturing end, not yeah. the usage end. So I don't know what they've gone through on their end, but mine was more like on the other end. One time, I'll tell you what you don't do. This is a lesson I learned really in a crazy way. Don't ever buy drugs with fake counterfeit money. Why? Well, this story is an interesting one. So, and it was no normal little drug. It was like a, it was a, it was a, it was crystal meth. So it was like a hardcore drug. Yeah. And, you know, I had some counterfeit $100 bills. (laughs) But they were like fresh off a computer printer, not even good ones. They were like, oh man, this is going to buy me like 10 seconds. And then I got to run. Like, he's going to know. Like, this is going to be like a hand it and go And I got to figure this out. I got to get away. I planned it out fairly well. I didn't plan it out very well. All right. So what happened was the guy comes. He makes a delivery in a very nice Lexus. Gold Lexus at this. Very nice new one. So it has a lot of power. It's very fast. Very fast. (laughs) The transaction goes successful. I get the package. He, uh, and mind you, this time I'm probably like 17 years old. I'm still like living kind of a crazy life. Um, yeah, he gets the package. I mean, I get the package. He gets the money. They're driving down the street I'm at a park. I have this, I have my, my route is planned. So I see the brake lights. I realize what they're looking at. I know what I'm at. So I'm walking from one end of the park to the other end of the park. So they have to drive around the long way to get to the other side of the park at which point I see that they're driving the long way to the other side of the park. Now at the furthest point, I make my decision. I'm cutting back the other way. When they go behind this wall, they're like a three second point where they go behind a wall and then they pop out and they would have been on the other side of the park When they pop behind that wall. I made a U-turn, started running back the way I came. I run down some streets and I'm like, all right, I'm going to find a house. I had a house in mind cause I saw the for sale sign and I was like, I'll jump in that backyard and I'll just hide there. So, I make my great escape. I run down that street. I hear his motor. Whomp. So he steps on it. I know the Lexus is on me, so I don't have much time. Because this is a fast car. He's on it. Whomp. I hear the car. I'm like, oh, great. They're on it. So I run. I see the house with the for sale sign. But as I'm running to the house with the for sale sign, I see a garage open across the street. And it's open. I see two motorcycles and two big white guys with shaved heads. I'm running up to this house And I'm running towards the backyard, and they start yelling at me. They're like, hey, hey, what are you doing? And I'm running. I was about to jump the gate. So I started to jump the gate, and now they're yelling at me. I'm like, oh, i got to bail out from my plan. So now I bail out off the fence, and I start running back kind of the way I came, but I have a plan where I'm going to go to the left. The park is now to my right. So I'm running basically along the park. So now the car is on me, and these two big white guys are on me. So now they're chasing me. So I go running. I run down, make a left. So now I'm running down the side, like just side streets. Now I'm running down streets so the car can catch me at any point. I'm not sure where the car is at, but now these two big white guys are chasing me too. So I run across, I run out of that housing neighborhood and I run across the main street. I run across the main street. I barely avoided a car that almost hit me. But I said, whoop, I like jumped over the hood on some like Matrix stuff and I hit the first wall. Boom. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, I hit the first wall. But as I hit the wall, there's a fence right there. And on one side of the fence, two giant pit bulls just like, wow, 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 trying to bite me, right? So I've made it on the other side of the fence. The thing was, this was a, I know the people who own this house. Because I went, I know, I shared a crib with the kid that, it's his grandparents. So I'm like, man, I don't want to be in this backyard. I know these people, like, they don't know who I am by my face, but like, I know who they are. So I'm in this backyard, right? And now at this point, I see the Lexus drive by. Boom, it goes by, but it's creeping by. It's not even going fast. It's just creeping by. I'm like, oh, dang. So I'm in this backyard, and there I can see them through the slots in the fence, so I can see the car through the slots, and I'm like, maybe they can see me because I can see them. So I climbed up the tree. There was a tree right next to the wall, right, and the dogs are barking, but I climbed up the tree, and I climbed up the tree. I had pepper spray in my pocket, mind you. That's all I had was pepper spray. I'm up the tree, and the Lexus goes by, and the two white guys, they're running by, and now the car that I jumped over, it comes back around. And now the Lexus stops and the guy gets out, right? The guy that had taken the fake money. Now he's looking for me. and He goes up to the wall right underneath me, literally, and looks over the wall. And I'm, I'm inside the tree. So I'm up above him. He goes underneath me and looks over the wall into the backyard. And I'm up in the tree just looking down. As he go, starts looking up, gets done looking over the row, he, wall, he's backing away. The car pulls up from the car like I escaped the hood. They're like, hey, are you looking for somebody? And he was like, yeah, I'm looking for the guy. They're like, we saw him jump. We were like, we're the next to neighbors. They were like, luckily, he didn't jump in. They were like, if you would have jumped in our backyards, our dogs would have got him. Those were the pit bulls. They were like, we saw him jump in that backyard, but we went and checked, and we don't see him in the front. We don't know where he went. So now... I'm looking, and now we got the neighborhood looking for me. So at this point, somebody called the cops because cops showed up. So there's a cop car coming down the street. There's like six people in the neighborhood because they went and got the old people who own the house, and they went out there, and they asked to check their backyard. This whole time, I'm up in the tree. There's like six to eight people standing there, like a whole community gathering with the police, talking about me as I'm sitting up in this tree, like maybe like 10 feet away. And I even heard one of the guys like, he probably climbed up one of these trees, but they didn't check him. So with this being said, the gathering's going down. They're all like, all right, we got a plan. I'm going to go this way. You go that way. You go this way. So as soon as they all split from that area, I dropped out of the tree, landed on the ground, took off running, ran all the way down to this dirt jumps because I know the area pretty well. And I made it once I made it to the dirt jumps, I was gone. I knew they weren't going to find me because I just went through bushes and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I used that route before I knew that that was a getaway route. So once I made it back there, no issues, got away. Pretty crazy. Cause at that moment, dude, when all those people were below me and I was just sitting in the tree, there's nothing you can do. I can't run. My only plan is like, if they see me, I'm gonna be like, all right, all right, all right. I give up. I'm going to make it down. I'm going to spray a bunch of pepper spray and I'm going to take off running. So that was my game plan. Finger was tight on the pepper spray. Like if they see me I'd already get this game plan in my head. I was going to pepper spray everybody and just run. That was my game plan. Didn't come to that. But that was a different one. But I learned that one. Don't ever buy drugs. with fake money. So you shouldn't ever buy drugs period. Yeah. But with that being said definitely don't do it with fake money. That was a crazy story that one. That's why I said I don't have like drug user stories but as far as like that type of stuff. Oh, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. That was crazy. And my quarterback from my football team, he got caught up on drugs. He, I believe, was doing a life sentence, but he shot somebody with a sawed-off 12-gauge Oh, inside of a house. So he's uh, locked away. I could definitely go visit him. He's gone. But that was all on drugs, too. And then my best friend from seventh grade— my best friend in seventh grade, Matt Delgado, RIP, he's dead because of drugs. So I heard, I believe. Um, but he killed his cousin first.
2: Oh, that.
1: He killed his cousin at a park, which they built a monument for that guy. And then cool. when the police surrounded his house, I heard he killed himself. Yeah, but that was my best friend when we were growing up. But he he, did, he found drugs around eighth grade, but we stopped hanging out in eighth grade. Right around that same time. But he had a different upbringing. He was grown up in the gang culture where his older brother was like a big part of the gang and like yeah. different. But he was definitely different. His older brother was super cool. I like that guy. I was like the only white guy that he talked to because everybody like look would like mad dog me when I walked over to the table. and yeah. Like say what's up. But because he was like gangster gangster. And I was just like a little white kid with my long hair. Just like <laughs> mom by like what's up Roger. You're like what's up man. You know so he's my buddy. But it was different. It was different. But junior high was fun, man. Junior high was cool. That's where I like, started hanging out with a lot of girls. And that's the funny thing. It's the girl across the street where we live now.
2: Yeah, you're talking about how she knew you in high school.
1: No, that no. was junior high. Oh, that junior was seventh grade I started hanging out with them. And in seventh grade, we hung out a lot. And I would call her every day after school. When we would get home, I would call her to see how her day went and stuff. And now it's funny because she lives right across the street and I barely ever talk to her. Small world.
2: I think I've seen you talk once.
1: Yeah, I talked to her every once in a while. I was talking to her on Messenger when she asked me for help when she broke her pelvis and was in a wheelchair and she needed oh, help dang. getting out of her house. So she messaged me like, hey, can you help me? And I was at work, so I felt really, really bad. And there was nobody at the house that I could message like, help. And She was like, I just need to get out front to like clear my mind. And I was like, oh, I'm not home. But, yeah. So she's cool, but... Honestly, she introduced me to her little sister, who was a year younger than me. Yeah, so when I went into eighth grade, I, like, kind of, like, kissed her little sister. So then I stopped talking to her so much and started talking to her little sister. And then I met her older brother, and that's my buddy now. And once I met their older brother, it was like, oh, I can't talk to your little sisters because this will mess up, like, my friendship. So I stopped talking to his little sisters, ultimately. But that was interesting. It was interesting the way that all worked. I met the one my age first and then I ended up kissing her little sister and then I ended up
2: How does that happen? Friends
1: with the older brother. You know, there was also a day when they were both going to go to my house in summer school, 7th grade. Yeah. And no, I was in 8th grade. So, they were both both of the sisters were going to come to my house and I was like, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to have like two hot chicks at my house and come <laughs> hang out. You know, see, whatever, whatever, whatever. And you know what happened instead? What? There was this big, big African-American friend of theirs who is an awesome individual. I always liked her. I respect her to the fullest, named Davina. Davina was a very big black girl. And she was an awesome girl. I love Davina. Davina is always welcome. To I've got hugs and nothing but love for her any day. And her older brother, too, who ended up selling... A lot of weed later in life. I forget his name right now. It wasn't Lamar, but it was something really close to it. Um, He was super cool, too. I I met her older brother later on in life, just through whole another circumstances. Back to the girls. The girls, plan on them coming back to my house. I'm like feeling like a pimp daddy. I'm like, yeah, I got some fine girls coming to my house. Like I'm feeling good, you know what I mean? My dad's not home, about to get some girls over. They get in a fight with Davina. Davina beats both of them up both of them, to the point where they started calling these girls on the bus the ass beat twins. That's what they called them, the (laughs) sisters. So, yes, they were both probably the cutest girls on the bus. They both also got beat up by the same girl at the same time because one sister was getting beat up. Now, granted, these girls that I'm talking about that are across the street, they are twigs at this point in their life. They're in middle school. They are twigs. They might weigh 80 pounds, 90 pounds. The girl they're fighting probably weighs 180 to 210 pounds. And she's about six foot one, while these girls are about five foot five, five foot four. Yeah. Yeah, they had no chance. They were getting grabbed by their hair. The big girl was swinging around and Uh, swinging them like something out of a movie. It was hilarious to watch. So the other sister tried to get in and break it up. At the whole time, I'm like, don't fight, don't fight, no, no, no. I want to see a booby (laughs) pop out, but not like this, you know what I mean, not like this. So, um, yeah, they both got beat down. Needless to say, they did not want to come to my house after that. They wanted to go home and cry, and I went home, and I probably cried, and I was like, no, no, the day that could have been, the day that could have been. And, you know, they both never ended up at my house at the same time, ever (laughs) ever after that. I don't think, the one across the street now, I don't think she ever ended up at my house. Ever. But the little sister, she came over. She was cool. And the little sister I actually hung out with later in life too and we like went to Long Beach and stuff and like she rode around in my first Civic. Yeah, she was cool. She was cool. I I hung out with the little one quite often. And then the older brother, I still, whenever I'm working on my car, she still comes over and talks to me all the time. So I didn't mess nothing up. It's all a love relationship because it was respect. (laughs) It was respect. Even though, the older brother, the girl that I did like in was it 7th or 8th grade, her name was Samantha. She went by Sam. She was a white girl that thought she was like Latina, mm-hmm. but she was awesome. Like, she was hot. And um, she ended up dating that fool. So before I knew him, I didn't like him because I was like, the girl that I like on my bus, and she was super cool. She would like come to my house and stuff, but yeah. she had a boyfriend. I was like, oh, just break up with this fool. She's still super hot too, but yeah, she was with him for years, all the way through high school, for like four or five years the entire time. So it was always cool. Once I met him, I was like, dude, like I didn't like you, but now that I know you, like, she's with a cool guy. So it's all good. So I'd actually hang out with them. We got in a fight with a bunch of grown-ups when we were like fifteen. He threw a scooter through their windshield and then they, they, they all took off running and the girls I don't remember it all because they started whistling at the girls. I wasn't with the girl, I was going without a girl. Russell had a girl Mondo had a girl. You know, these guys, they all had girls, and they started, oh, man, it was it was all bad. But these grown-ups came over, these grown Hispanic guys. This came over and, like, tried running us over with a car, and then they tried chasing me down a little gutter alley thing, but I was too quick. You know, I, nobody can catch me, so I was gone. I hit some fences. Got out of there. We called some gangsters that we knew, and then the gangster, one fool, Carlos, he pulled up, and he pulled up on all of them. They're all outside of their job drinking beers and stuff because they worked at this little place called AMS. Yeah. Carlos pulled up like, what's up, homie? Who's got a problem? My little homies. (laughs) Oh, they all changed their story. There was a S10, a Chevy S10, which is a little truck. And like once he was like, what's up? Who got a problem? I jumped on the hood of the truck and then I jumped on the top of the truck. And I was like, yeah, who got a problem? (laughs) You know what I mean? Because they just chased me down the alley in this truck. So I know this truck. I stomped all over it. And they're like, oh, they were like, got mad because I was on the truck. But they didn't want no problems because big Carlos in the house. And he's like, tatted down. And that fool... Got busted counterfeiting money. But he had two baby um, sidewinder rattlesnakes that would wander sideways in his house. And he also got busted there with all this counterfeit money. I remember that later in life. Well, right around the same time period. But he was super gangster. But, yeah, he checked them for that. That was pretty cool. But, yeah, that was a crazy life, man. So, uh, do you have much to say since I've been, like, telling you my stories and you haven't, like, exposed (laughs) nothing?
2: I ain't really got stories.
1: Not um, yet. You're about um, to make your stories. That's the cool part. But that's why hopefully you get to learn from my mistakes, because the the example you, you don't
2: make yours sound like mistakes.
1: Well, they're mistakes because I don't do it no more. They got me nowhere. Yeah. Nigga no where they got me.
2: And also, you say you don't get the adrenaline because of what you did.
1: No, I just don't get the same level of satis- The same yeah. level of thrill. Nothing's as thrilling as like
2: life and death.
1: Yeah, living life on the edge. I mean, you never know, you know, and things just happen. And that was, like, weird thing. Even, like, dealing drugs, it's like, am I going to sell this $20 worth of drugs? Is this an undercover cop? Am I about that to get busted? True, yeah. Like, is this guy about to rob me? Is he about to pull a gun on me and, like, try to shoot me? So then you got to keep a gun on you. And now you're 15 selling a $20 little bag of drugs, and you don't know if this guy's if he is a cop, now you have a felony on you because you have the gun on you. So if you do not get busted, you're
2: selling drugs to a cop.
1: But if you're selling drugs and you have a firearm, instead of having one felony and going away for 1 year, now you're going away for 6 years. Cuz you have a, and you a, get a two firearm on your record. Cuz if you have a firearm and drugs, it's really bad. Yeah, and it's like, oh man, that's a whole different ball game. So it was like it was different. It was different. But the only reason you don't want to not have a firearm because if you go to sell that $20 and the guy wants to rob you, you want to be able to defend yourself, yeah, so if you don't have a firearm, you're putting yourself in jeopardy and it was it was different life that's why it's like better you want to do coding, you do that life, and you can just learn from my mistakes and my adventures. well, you'll have a better adventure, hopefully you go to college and you get to I can't tell you that life I can't tell you like that college party life and that type of life. that would have been a life I would have loved to live instead, I lived, like an underground like criminal life in Las Vegas. We, they were like part of, that was when the drug ecstasy first came around and we were part of an enterprise that would like go up to Northern California and we'd pick up like 700 pills and then we'd traffic them all the way back to Dang. Las Vegas. But we'd buy them for like $4 a piece because we bought so many. We'd buy them, they're called boats when you buy them that big. And we'd buy like seven boats and we'd get them at $4 a piece. And when you got them back to Vegas with all the traffic and the tourists, we'd sell them at $20 a piece. So every time I sold one, I made $16 profit. So if I sold 10 of them to tourists, and all the tourists love drugs. So you can literally just go out to Vegas where there's thousands of people, and there's just people partying, and you just walk down the street drinking beer because you can drink in public out there. You just be drinking like, hey, hey, you want to buy this? Hey, hey, you want to buy this? Hey, hey, you want to buy this? But you got to watch out because there's undercover cops, and there's undercover cops out there in plain clothes and stuff, and they're looking for people that were just like me. So you'd have to be careful, and you'd have to judge people. Are you a tourist or are you a cop? You have to, that's why I started getting an eye for like, watching people and the way people dress, and when you're out there enough, you start seeing the same person two or three times, and the way they look at you, and you're like, oh, that's a cop. And he's starting to know who I am. You know what I mean? So you've got to switch up your yeah. spots, and you start watching certain cars, and you're like, that's an undercover cop car. He's watching, so I've got to go to this spot. You've got to kind of watch. It's a different life, different life. We learned... Uh, And that's where that, you know, that guy that my sister was with, he taught me the game, man. He used to get mad at me for certain things, and I didn't understand why. But he he was basically, like, he was my OG. He was the guy teaching me. Like, I would talk about, like, transactions. People called me. I would put it on cell phone, and I'd be like, what's up, man? Like, yeah, you need a 20. Like, where do you need it? I'll be there, blah, blah, blah. And I remember him getting mad at me. Like, dude, don't ever do that. Like, keep your business low. Like, everything you do, you have to keep low. You don't ever want to draw attention. And he never bought jewelry. He had diamonds in his mouth, but he couldn't help that because they were permanent. But other than that, he never, like, bought jewelry. He always tried to, like, stay, you know, just discreet. And I think the rest of my life, I always stayed discreet. I was always discreet. I just always stayed low-key. I was never going to be, like, the popular guy because there weren't many white guys anyways. So on top of that, like, most people didn't like me. I wasn't going to win a popularity contest based off just color because I was always the only white guy. But, you know, either way. Uh, we also, like, didn't get school clothes. I had, like, two pairs of pants in junior high. And one was a size 42. Mindless, I wear a size 32 today. Mm-hmm. Like a 34. So a size 42 was, like, parachutes. It was, like, this big. <laughs> and it had reflectors that went down the side of the legs. Yeah. So they were very, like, everybody knew those pants. They were huge. Dude, I could have fit another human being. Like, I could have fit in one leg of them. They were huge. Dang. And I had another pair of pants that were, like, a size 38 that were super big on me, but I had two pairs of pants, I remember. And one only one girl ever really mentioned it. She was like, dude, like, do you not have other pants? I was like, what are you talking about? She was like, you only wear, like, two pairs of pants, and you just, like, alternate every day. I remember her telling me that, and I was like, yeah, no, I only got, like, two pairs of pants. Like, that's all I had. Like, that's all, that's it. And my dad didn't buy us school clothes. He bought us other stuff, but he didn't buy us school clothes. My mom would if we asked her, but she lived in a hotel so, school clothes shopping was basically, like, going in the hotel lost and found, and we would open bags of oh. used clothes, and then we'd find, like, our clothes in there, and we thought it was cool at the time, but now that I think about it, like, that's pretty gross. Yeah. And, like, used hotel clothes that, like, were probably left by drug addicts and prostitutes or stuff, you know? I don't know who I don't know uh, yeah, was y- in there. Yeah, you but never know. Yeah, you never know. You never know. There were some high heels in there, come to think about it. No, I'm playing. But... <laughs> With that being said, yeah. Like you need schools, uh,
2: clothes for school? Yeah, just have some eye heels.
1: Yeah, but that's where I got those giant pants from and stuff, was they were from there.
2: Yeah. Uh, why would you wear those?
1: Because that was the only pants I got. Nobody bought me school clothes. And you know what was the crazy thing was I think all the teachers knew that I was poor because they never got me for baggy pants. And my pants were ten times the size, but yeah. I never wore them baggy. I wore them, like, at the waist, and I would mm-hmm. tighten a belt. So I had to wear a belt every day of my life, which is why I still wear a belt every day of my life. Even though my pants fit nowadays. But, like, a belt was just part of my, like, yeah. it was had to be there. If I didn't wear a belt, I wasn't going anywhere. So that was always interesting. Different life. And, like, my dad didn't like us wearing baggy jeans, but he wasn't going to buy me other jeans. So we just rocked it. It was different. Which is why I like your mom. And I'm happy you had your mom because she taught you, like, emotional. You're going to have a lot of, like, emotions where, like, they called me the tin man because I had no heart. Yeah. And, like, everybody would. It was just, it is what it was for a bunch of guys in that house. We didn't have compassion. Like my dad was like, figure it out. There was nobody for us to talk to. We <laughs> just kind of like dealt with it. You know, like if we had a question or something, we didn't ask him. We just kind of like, I wonder, I still don't know nothing about his childhood. But he had a different childhood. His dad was part of like motorcycle gangs and stuff. And his mom oh. died on the back of a motorcycle when he was like,
2: I think you've told me about
1: that. Yeah. I think he was like 13 or something right around your age when she passed. So he has a crazy childhood. He grew up super ghetto, too. But that's a cool thing. There's a lot of things that, like, I bust my tail and go to work because I don't want you to, like, have to go to the welfare office. Like, I got to go with my mom. That was weird, especially when you're the only white family in there. I remember that. The whole place would be full of, like, different races, and we'd be, like, the only white family, and people would, like, mad dog us and stuff. But it was what it was. We made it. We made it. Social pressures. You're yeah. going to have them. You're gonna, people will be judging each other this year. So, is there anything you wanted to say, buddy?
2: No, not really. No?
1: Nope. Think you're going to get a girlfriend this year? No. you're going to get a boyfriend this year?
2: No. I'm more likely to get a uh, girlfriend than a boyfriend.
1: All right. Just likely, though. Just nothing. Nothing's concrete. Nothing's I mean, you can't- sure. You can have both nowadays. I don't know. Nobody's, you know, nobody's judging.
2: Can you? That would be weird to have both.
1: I think your mom's done that, technically. Yeah, I guess <laughs> you're right. <laughs> it's a strange world we live in. You know, I don't think, put it this way. When I was growing up, there was a man's and woman's clothing sections. I think they're getting rid of that. I think they have to be one pretty much now. Wait, really? I believe. That's what I've been hearing. Um, with that being said, I did have my best friend growing up shopped in the grill section for pants and he would get girls pants. Cause he liked the skinny jeans. I don't know what that was about. He ended up kissing a boy in seventh or eighth grade, um, that he used to walk the railroad tracks with. And he said that he was curious, but once he kissed a guy, he knew that he wasn't gay. So he never kissed a guy after that or did anything supposedly with a guy. So he said, and he has a wife now, but he was definitely curious. And interested. So I don't judge. I don't judge. He's my buddy. I love that guy. But I can say that I never found a buddy. I've never saw a guy and been like, I want to kiss that guy. Never in my life. But there's been some girls that that's happened to. But with that being said, was there anything you wanted to tell the people about yourself?
2: No, you asked us like four times.
1: (laughs) Any predictions about this year? What your grades will be?
2: That really depends what classes there even are. I don't even know the classes.
1: So, Bs.
2: Are you asking like grades in general, or
1: yeah, A's, Bs? I'm at
2: least going for Bs.
1: At least you're not even going for A's.
2: One A's good, but I at least want like standard. One A's
1: good. Wow. I just said, well, A. folks, A. he okay. is setting the bar high for himself. Oh, great.
2: Why would I set the bar high? Because if I failed, then I'm just disappointed.
1: Oh, well, then you might as well just shoot for Fs, and anything above that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're just going that route. All righty, folks. Hope you've enjoyed the episode. We'll get him on later so he can tell you all about the girlfriend that he got this year. Um, thanks for listening. Subscribe where you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media. Um, any last words? I
2: don't know. It's like
0: 12. It's 12? I think so, probably.
1: All right. Over and out. Thank you, Actually, folks. It's late. We're out of here.
0: The time has come. You've been listening to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Follow us on social media, subscribe on YouTube, and visit nipplewhiskerspodcast.com for exclusive offers and information on upcoming episodes. This podcast will now self-destruct in three, two, one.